for Families, where parents come with problems and leave with solutions. I'm Paula Fellingham. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Today I'm going to share some wonderful short stories and poems on kindness. Are you ready? The first one is by Myrtle Silva and it's called Loving Time. A few years ago, when I returned to teaching, I was assigned a first grade class. I was a bit apprehensive, a little worried, because always before, I had taught older students. One of my first actions was to get rid of the show-and-tell time, because I felt that the children who had something to talk about did not require practice in communication, and the shy ones who needed to speak out Oh, they were afraid to do so. One of the shy ones in the class was a small, curly-haired girl named Teresa. After my announcement, Teresa came to me with a request. Mrs. Silva, she said, instead of show and tell, could we have a loving time? Well, the teacher said, I, I, I wasn't sure what she meant, so I asked her to explain. I hope the years will never allow me to forget her answer. This little girl said, Every once in a while, you could lift us up and give us a hug, and we could tell you something very important. It wouldn't take long. So the teacher said from that day on, Whenever a child needs a loving time, he or she would stand close to my desk and I'd give them a hug, a pat, a few minutes of my undivided attention while he or she told me something very important. We had such a good class that year, said the teacher. It was my year that the students taught me. Now this is the story that I'm going to tell you next of how Anne Sullivan, she taught her student, whose name was Helen Keller, about how to communicate. Helen Keller couldn't hear, couldn't speak, and couldn't see. So he Helen Keller's teacher, Anne Sullivan, said this. I spelled into Helen's hand, I love Helen. What is love? Helen asked. Now, of course, she couldn't speak, so she had to just write it out on her hand. What? is love. But she couldn't understand what her teacher, Anne Sullivan, was teaching her. One or two days later, it was cloudy, and then suddenly the sun broke forth and shined down, and it was all so warm on their faces. Is this love? Helen Keller asked. And her teacher said, Love 
is something like the clouds that were in the sky before the sun came out. You cannot touch the clouds, but you can feel the rain. And you know how happy the flowers are and how happy is the thirsty earth to receive the rain after a hot day. And you cannot touch love either, but you can feel its sweetness that it pours out into your heart. Without love, you would not be happy. You would not want to play. Helen Keller later said, Truth burst upon my mind, and I felt that there were invisible lines stretching between my spirit and the spirit of all other human beings. The next story is called The King's Highway. Once upon a time, there was a king. He had a great highway. It was built for the members of his kingdom. After it was completed, but before it was open to the public, the king decided to have a contest. He invited as many as desired to participate. Their challenge was to see who could travel the highway best. Well, on the day of the contest, the people came. Some of them had fine chariots. Others had fine clothing, fine hairdos, great food. Some young men came in their track clothes and ran along the highway. People traveled the highway all day, but each one, when he or she arrived at the end, they complained to the king. There was a large pile of rocks and debris left on the road at one spot. This got in our way. It hindered our travel, they said. At the end of the day, a lone traveler crossed the finish line very wearily. He was so tired. He walked over to the king. He was dirty even, but he addressed the king with great respect and handed him a bag of gold. The traveler explained, I stopped along the way to clear away a pile of rocks and debris that was blocking the road. This bag of gold was under it all, and I want you to return it to its rightful owner. The king replied, You are the rightful owner. The traveler said, Oh no, this is not mine. I've never known such money. Oh yes, said the king. You have earned this gold, for you won my contest. He who travels the road best is he who makes the road smoother for those who will follow. The next story is called The Puppy. It's author unknown. We don't know who wrote it. Once upon a time, there was a small boy who asked about the puppies that were for sale at the home of a rich person. Noticing that the little boy was very poorly dressed, the lady who had the puppies said, Oh, but they're very expensive. Each puppy is $15. The little boy said, But I only have $2. I'm sorry, said the lady, but you can't have it for 
but I, I heard that there was one with a bad leg. I heard there, were, there was a crippled puppy, said the little boy. May I look at that one? Well, certainly, if you wish, said the lady. So they walked around to the garage where the puppies were, and the boy quickly spotted the crippled pup. He picked it up, and he began petting it. Oh, he loved it just right away. I'd sure like to have this puppy, ma'am. The lady said, but surely you don't want a crippled dog. Just then, the little boy raised up his pants, and he showed a brace that he had worn on his leg after he was afflicted with polio, the polio disease. And he said, I think this puppy needs somebody who understands him. Well, the little boy went home that day with a loving pet and with his two dollars, because the kind lady gave him the puppy so they would be together. The next story is called, You're So Kind. And it was in Guideposts magazine. When I first went to work as a nurse in an old folks home, they gave me the most difficult cases. And one was an old woman who used to sit in a rocking chair all day long. Nobody liked her. The other nurses avoided her. And that's why I was given the assignment. I thought to myself, if... If the Christian message of love means anything, it means something now with this woman. I need to be kind. So I pulled up a rocking chair, and I just rocked alongside this woman. And I loved her with my heart, and I loved her and loved her. I didn't say anything. I didn't touch her. Well, after three days, the woman opened her eyes and looked at me and said, you are so kind. Those were the first words that woman had spoken in three years. After just two weeks, two weeks later, that woman was out of the home because she felt healthy enough to go home then. And here, this is a poem, and it's called The Value of a Smile. It's not a poem that rhymes. But it's a poem nonetheless. They call it a poem, even if sometimes it doesn't always rhyme. Author unknown. It costs nothing, but it creates much. It enriches those who receive without impoverishing those who give. It happens in a flash, and the memory of it sometimes lasts forever. None are so rich that they can get along without it, and none are so poor, but they are richer for its benefits. It creates happiness in the home, fosters goodwill in a business, and it's the countersign of friends. It is rest to the weary, daylight to the discouraged, sunshine to the sad, and nature's best antidote for trouble. Yet it cannot be bought, begged, borrowed, or stolen for it is something that is no earthly good to anybody until it's given away. For nobody needs a smile so much as those who have none left to give. That was the value of a smile. 
It's good to remember how important smiles are. They're so easy to make on your face, and they're so easy to give away. The author is unknown on that one. The next one is very short, and it's by a poetess called Emily Dickinson. It's called One Heart. If I can stop one heart from breaking, I shall not live in vain. If I can ease one life the aching, or cool one pain, or help one fainting robin unto his nest again, I shall not live in vain. And this next one is anonymous. It's called, Let Me Be a Little Kinder. Let me be a little kinder. Let me be a little blinder to the faults about me. Let me praise a little more. Let me be, when I am weary, just a little bit more cheery. Let me serve a little better those that I am striving for. Let me be a little braver when temptation bids me waver. Let me strive a little harder to be all that I should be. Let me be a little meeker to a brother that is weaker. Let me think more of my neighbor and a little less of me. Hmm. And that was author unknown, as is the next one, called I Shall Not Pass This Way Again. Through this toilsome world, alas, once and only once I pass. If a kindness I may show, if a good deed I may do to a suffering fellow man, let me do it while I can. Not delay, for it is plain I shall not pass this way again. And our last one for this episode is by James W. Foley. It's called Drop a Pebble in the Water. Drop a pebble in the water, just a splash and it is gone. But there's half a hundred ripples circling on and on and on. Spreading, spreading from the center, flowing out to the sea. And there's no way of telling where the end is going to be. Drop a word of cheer and kindness. Just a flash and it is gone. But there's half a hundred ripples circling on and on and on. Bearing hope and joy and comfort on each splashing, dashing wave. Till you wouldn't believe the volume of one kind word you gave. Drop a word of cheer and kindness. In a minute you forget. But there's gladness still a-swelling. And there's joy a-circling yet. And you've rolled a wave of comfort whose sweet music can be heard over miles and miles of water just by dropping one kind word. I love sharing those with you. Until the next episode, have a beautiful day. And please subscribe to my podcast. Tell your friends about Solutions for Families and come see me on paulafellingham.com. Here's a quick question. Are you ready to have a more loving, peaceful family? On Solutions for Families, you'll find my 7-step parenting course and you'll see my free parenting webinar. You just click right there and enjoy it. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.